Okay, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, Welcome to your show, Fruit for Your Soul. I'm your host, Cardelia Reed, and this is part two of the show title, Expect Change. And thank you for sticking with me. I, I, you know, it means a lot. When I think about all the things that you could be doing and you're spending your time listening to this podcast, it's because the Holy Spirit sent you. <laughs> I Honestly, I, you know, when I first started my podcast, I have to be honest with you. The Holy Spirit said to me, I'm going to send the ones, the exact ones that I want to listen, because it is his doing that I'm doing this. It's not by my own will. Um, I, matter of fact, I gave up my own will. His will is mine's. And so my goal is to always stay in God's perfect will. And we talked about, you know, write down things that you want. That was actually one of the things that I wanted. That sounds like a cliche, but it really isn't for my life. Um, I think it's always good to give a little bit about yourself when you're, you know, there are thousands of podcasts out there, like, who am I listening to? So that's could be what you're thinking right now. But you know, I tell you that I'm actually one of those people that have an actual calling on my life. And um, I never really knew that I kind of thought that when I was growing up, but I didn't know. I mean, I grew up in a religious household. We went to church and, you know, I, I didn't know what the Holy Spirit was. We didn't teach it. Uh, they didn't teach it in Baptist. And so um, it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, preaching sounds good, but I didn't like the role models I had with preaching. <laughs> so I'm happy to say today, I, I know uh, very differently now. I understand who the Holy Spirit is. And hopefully you do too. You've been listening to this pod, these podcasts and um, also that, you know, I, I am just, you know, I love Pastor Benny Hinn. Um, I never mentioned him on my on my podcast, but in this season, I'm doing something totally different. Uh, you know, God used uh, Pastor Benny to ordain me. He used me. He used Pastor Benny to heal me. Uh, oh, my God. Several times I, I've been to his meetings and God has literally healed my body from different things. And Pastor Benny is just a role model. Um, I, I, he makes me laugh. I listen to him. Sometimes I, I can't really say I want to cry. Sometimes when I, he's doing his healing services, I want to cry because of things that I see. But, um, man, I tell you, and just the supernatural connection there is unbelievable. I can't even begin to tell you that. But um, shout out to him and, you know, please look him up online if you've never heard of him. I know some people have, but I know you have. Look him up. Listen to his services, Twitter, Facebook, yada, yada, yada. He's all over and I love him dearly. Now, I do attend Christ Embassy Church and I have to thank uh, Pastor Benny for introducing me to Christ Embassy because that's where Pastor Chris Oyakalemi is the uh, pastor. And so I uh, love his teachings. And so I now attend Pastor Benny the Benny Hinn Institute and Pastor Chris is my pastor. So I get a double dose of just really good things. And in this season, I understand what it is to have a calling on your life um, because everything else gets closed down and only the calling gets opened up. And that's what my life has been like. So I'm thankful to God for being here. And it took people like Pastor Chris and Pastor Benny for me to understand a lot of the things that's going on. Uh, in this world, in my life, and with the Holy Spirit. Okay, so now that we got all that out of the way, uh, I want to talk to you about some things that I mentioned before. 
Now, I know I said in Expect Change Part 1, I talked about unforgiveness and how through that, um, through unforgiveness, we don't grow and therefore we don't see the change that we want to see. Now, when I talk about expecting change, I'm talking about sustainable, something sustainable, something that's going to grow you and keep you growing upward and forward, okay? And so I'll give you an example of that. Um, one of the things that I want to have in my life is just the ability to have unspeakable joy. I once heard Pastor Chris say that, and I was just blown away. I think, how in the world do you have unspeakable joy? Well, one of the things I had to learn, which is what um, I was taught, particularly by Pastor Chris, uh, doing his, um, his sermons, he talked about how joy is something that comes from the spirit, not from the human mind, not from anything flesh rise, not even from your soul. It has to come from the spirit and only the Holy Spirit can give that to you. So I wrote down, I want to have unspeakable joy. And I talked to the Holy Spirit about that. Give me unspeakable joy. And when the devil heard me say that come out of my mouth, he did everything to make me feel like it's impossible for me to have that from the, because I didn't understand initially that it was from the, you know, it was from the spirit. So I was trying to have it from my flesh. That's what I'm trying to say. And it just wasn't happening that way. He did everything he could to make me think that it's just not possible. But it is possible. And I do have unspeakable joy. And if you want that, I pray with you. And I'm going to be in agreement with you today that you're going to have unspeakable joy. Because that is a sustainable good change. Okay. So now you see where I'm going. I'm not talking about, okay, God, please give me a car. I'm just believing God for a car in this season because I didn't have a car last season. I'm not talking about that kind of change. I'm talking about, and that's all good and well. I, I really do hope you get a car if you didn't have one. What I'm saying is that the change that brings forth a better life, a peace of mind, stability, an anchor in God's word, knowing who you are and where your destiny is, where you're going, where are you going to spend eternal life? That's really, really, really important. Uh, knowing that it doesn't just stop with this life here on earth. So I'm talking about that kind of change. So expect change. And if you, and we talked about in part one, if you are one of those people who have not been forgiven, now's the time to forgive. If you are one of those people who have a calling on your life and always want to do something in the body of Christ, now is the time to do it. A couple of things we're going to do here. Uh, if you not accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, now is the opportunity. Just say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. I believe Jesus has been, he died. He's been raised from the grave and he is alive now. In my heart, I am saved and I believe in Jesus. He is my savior. So when you say that prayer, uh, you're, you've been saved. And right now, um, you have you already have come part of the way of where you're supposed to go. And I say part because now you just have to read God's word <laughs> and talk to the Holy Spirit. But you've done, you've done the really big steps it takes. And there's nothing else you got to do to prove who you are. You just have to know who you are. That is the good news. And when you know who you are, you will expect good change. Okay, there's no other change on this earth that you should be expecting. I don't care what you see. I don't care what the enemy is telling you. There's no other change you should be expecting. So we talked about you making a list of what you want. And have next to that list, I want you to write down how you plan to get it. And some of you may say, well, I just don't know. That's, that's why you listen to this message, right? <laughs> because some things are... You probably can't see. So I'll, I'll say, for example, some people are believing God for 
uh, millions, if not billions of dollars. And they're going to say, well, how in the world am I going to get that? That, you know, because the enemy's telling you that's impossible. Well, that of course, that's not impossible. There are people on this earth that do have it. They have it. You can have it, too, in the name of Jesus. So there's nothing that you cannot have because we are basically we are as Jesus is. So are we. That's what I'm saying. And so we are joint heirs with Christ and whatever he has, we have. We are the seeds of Abraham. So we have the inheritance of Abraham. We just have to claim it and know it and believe it. Your faith, your beliefs mean everything. What you believe in means everything. If you've been believing in this world and you've seen this world crumble, the way it's crumbling right now, you probably feel crumbled because that's where you've placed your beliefs. You feel chaotic. You feel foolish. You feel, and I say foolish, not in the sense of critical or judging, but you feel like one day something's good. One day something's bad. You just, you can't even put your finger on how you feel. And that's just the enemy making it seem like it's really bad. That's why I say foolishness. Okay. You just feel like the way the world makes you feel awfully bad. So at the end of the day, when you take your beliefs out of this world and know that there are higher beliefs and that belief is in God, in the Holy Spirit and knowing who Jesus is, then you start believing bigger things and you expect different things in your life. Okay. Um, I, I hope that's really clear to you because it comes back down to this question again. After you've made a list of what you want, how do you plan to get it? And one of the things I want to kind of spend a little bit of time on right now on how you plan to get it is love. And I say love because we're in a new season, remember? And people um, don't understand the impact of love. Love is something that God is, right? God is love. So how is it that you're going to serve a God, have the Holy Spirit, walk the walk and talk the talk, but not show love and not love yourself. Uh, If you can accomplish this, you've done something very, 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 very major. And to understand that regardless of what happens to you or what does not happen to you, your ability to give love and receive love, the love that Jesus has for us should never, ever come to an end no matter what people do to you, no matter what they say to you. So the question is, how do you do that? All right, I'm going to bring this message back together because I I promise you all of these things are related. How do you do that? Well, you know, I talked about in last season, spending time with the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to make sure I focus on this because you're not going to be able to give the kind of love that you want to give to others until you call upon the Holy Spirit to bring, to give that ability for you to bring that forth to people that you know in your life. All right. You know, I, um, I'm going to give you an example of what I mean. I'm going to bring this together. And I just recently heard Pastor Benny say this, and I had to talk to the Holy Spirit about it. He talked about, um, he was talking in his message of inner healing. He talked about how Peter denied Jesus three times. And when Jesus told him that he was going to do this, Peter said, that's, I'm not going to do that, you know. Um, But when Peter did deny Jesus three times, he did it out of fear. And once the, um, 
the there was a crow, the cock crowed. Uh, Jesus looked at him in his eyes after Peter had denied, and Peter ran away crying. So when Jesus um, came back and he talked to Peter, he didn't even bring up the offense. He forgiving Peter was something he automatically did. The only thing he asked Peter was, do you love me? And obviously Peter did love him. And so um, denying him wasn't anything he was going to do anymore, right? But at the end of a day, um, you know, Jesus forgave him and not forgiving him was something that wasn't an option. So I'm saying all this because I thought about it and I said, why isn't that I can't forgive like that? Why do it, Why does it always have to hurt? Well, we're not letting it go. So even with the ones that we love and they say they love us and they hurt us and they hurt us again and again and again, it still shouldn't change the love that we have for them. Only when we have the Holy Spirit, I want to make sure I say this. Because in this kind of world that we live in, we allow people offenses to take away the love that we have for them. And that's not true love. That's not God-given love. That's not understanding who God is. So God is love. So how is it that we're going to get any kind of change in life if we're not willing to change ourselves, right? In our old season, um, we were learning what love truly is. And I'm not saying that you're not going to continue to learn. But when the new season is in, we have to consciously make up our mind and say, I'm going to love anyway. I'm going to forgive anyway. I put this in the practice. I kid you not. Yesterday, um, a friend of mine's, you know, used to be a friend of mine's, got angry with me because the enemy snuck in and twisted something terribly. But it was a season of my life where I will tell you the Holy Spirit is filtering people from around me and this person pretty much had to go anyway, um, which is, you know, it just happens that way sometimes because this person was not growing in their lives um, for whatever reason. And so I knew that, but I still love this person anyway. And I didn't really understand that maybe this was the moment I should have just stopped with the friendship. But sometimes God can't use us until we get rid of certain people in our lives. Well, I didn't have to do that because this person particularly got upset with me and he, this person blames everything on me, right? So naturally, that's what the enemy has us doing. It's your fault while I'm not speaking to you, while I'm holding anger, while, you know, I'm unforgiving and all this kind of stuff and not letting go. Well, he left me a message reminding me of that. And I remember there was a key being turned in me and that key was the temptation to say something else back, like blah, blah. And then the Holy Spirit said, why would you do that? And it died away and it completely left. And I didn't even have to pray about it. <laughs> you know, I, I when I started praying in the spirit, I was just praying for the ability to keep going in what I'm doing, but not necessarily on the situation. So when it lifted, it lifted automatically. And I remember feeling like that actually feels better because it sends an even bigger message that, you know, this is not, you know, I, I told this person recently, I said, I love you anyway. Nothing's going to separate that love. But at the end of the day, we both have to keep going forth in our lives. We have to move on, you know. So I've already said my piece. There was nothing else new to say. And the Holy Spirit reminded me of all that. 
And all that mattered was that I still feel love. I'm still happy. I'm still joyous. I'm not angry. I've forgiven. I let go and I've moved on with my life. Literally, life is rapidly changing. My, my soul, my literally, my soul is anchored in God's word. So my spirit, man, the Holy Spirit, nothing can attack that is at peace. He has brought me peace. The Holy Spirit has given me such a peace that my soul and my flesh have submitted to that, which is once again, God's word. And I feel anchored in that. And there's so much peace there that I've ever had in my life. But I see this person is not in peace. It really comes down to love, right? It comes down to love. Uh, You know, I'm going to. This is so important. When you've made up your mind that you're going to love, period, regardless of the love you're not getting, when you've made the enemy cannot do anything with you because he doesn't want anything to do with love. He wants nothing to do with love. So I'm going to read to you um, Romans 8, chapter 35th verse, just to remind you how important this love is that Jesus has for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or anguish, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword. Even as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor debt, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ our Jesus, our Lord. So I just read to you from Romans 8, chapter 35 through the 39th verse. And I want to put this into perspective because this, these, these particular, um, Verses cover everything that I just talked about. There is nothing on this earth that should be able to separate us from the love of Christ, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. How in the world is that possible for us to do that? We do it through the Holy Spirit. That's why it says, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Through the Holy Spirit, God gives us that spirit to have that kind of love. I'm going to tell you, when you have that kind of love... Satan can't even plead a case. He can't send demons around you to bother you like the way they did before. They can't do it. So that when you are expecting for anything to happen in your life, it happens a lot faster. Because there's no enemy around distracting you through love. Now, of course, are things going to Of course they're going to happen. Things are going to happen. All right. Uh, you know, it's going to happen. Things are going to bother you. They're going to irritate you. But when you've made up your mind to love, it gets in your spirit. And nothing can take that away. I want to make sure that I go back to who shall separate us. Verse 35, us from the love of Christ shall tribulation or anguish or persecution. Because these are the things that separate any relationship, right? The second you get a little bit of heat or an argument occurs in a situation, all of a sudden you feel like the love is gone. But that's not godly love. That's your love. That's your fleshly, worldly love. If you want to ever see a situation change, try love. Make up your mind that you're going to love. That's so, so, so important. So when you go into a business meeting and you're nice and happy anyway, because you've made up your mind, you're going to love. So people see that on you. They've got a glow. You got a glow about yourself and people can't even understand it. Like, what is it about this person? They may say no, but they're like, wait a minute, let's go back and talk about it. For just, what can we do? It's just something about you we just like. 
They can't even explain it. I, you know, I don't brag on myself, but I do brag on the Holy Spirit because I spend so much time with him. And I tell you, I don't care where I go. People, the, the favor that God gives me through his spirit is amazing because I made my mind. I'm going to love. I'm going to love. Nothing's going to take that away from me. No devil's going to take that away from me because what the devil has to offer, I don't want anything of. It feels too bad on my flesh. So you've got to make up your mind that you're going to love and it makes everything else easier and change occurs a lot faster. It feels better, but you can only do it with the Holy Spirit and the time alone with him. So how about you write that down? We're going to put this in the application right now. How about you write that down that you say, I want to make up in my mind to have the kind of love for others that God has for us. And you say, how am I going to get there? Through time spent with the Holy Spirit. And right under that, you can put everything else that you want. Trust me, you, you'll get it. it. It's not, it's that's easy. Everything else is it's easy. It's easy. You don't get as angry as you think you're going to get when something doesn't work out. When you've made up your mind to love. Because something's going to happen. It's going to connect you with something else where God's going to bring something better a lot faster. He's going to make it clear that, you know what, uh, that wasn't the best thing. Or it wasn't even his permissive will anyway. But God loves us so much. He'll He'll send someone to explain that to us. It happens in my life all the time. It, it really, really does. And I'm just happy for that. And this is why I do these podcasts. Because I want you to know that and understand that as well. So um, we've ended this particular show. Thank you for listening. Uh, I talk a whole lot about love. I'm going to talk a whole lot more about love um, in these shows coming up. And especially in this season of change. So congratulations just for being here and making up your mind that you're going to listen all the way to the end. Uh, love at Cardelia.com. I would love to hear from you. Feedback, questions, whatever. Uh, Little Diary of Relationship Truths. Uh, that is on Amazon, my book about relationships and love and marriage. Uh, I look for you on the next show. So if nothing else, remember Jesus loves you and so do I.